What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, it's Keith Smith, Atlanta Falcons fullback, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. This is Jamon Bushrod, Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion. You're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, it's Jimmy Ward. You're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Packers wide receiver Marquez Valdez Scanling. It's the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hello, this is center Nick Martin for the Houston Texans, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, it's Willie Gay Jr., Chiefs linebacker, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Keith Kirkwood, wide receiver, number 19 for the Carolina Panthers, and you're uh, listening to the podcast of Pro Football Chase. Hey, everyone. It's Chris Wormley here, Steelers defensive lineman, uh, and you guys are listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up? It's Browns linebacker, Jacob Phillips, and we're live on the Chase Podcast. All right, what's going on, y'all? This is Channel 7, number 39 for the Green Bay Packers, and you're tuning in to Pro Football Chase. Let's go. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you, along with former NFL defense tackle Jarrell Worthy. We are getting ready for Championship Sunday, Jarrell, as divisional round just concluded this past weekend. We have the final four in the NFL. We're looking at the Packers, Buccaneers, Bills, Chiefs. It's going to be exciting. And on this podcast, we are going to get into some in-depth analysis and break down some of those matchups, Jarrell. But uh, how you doing today? Man, I'm doing excellent, bro. It's a bright and sunny day down here in Atlanta, Georgia, man. I'm excited to talk about these picks. Excited to talk about, you know, everything that's around the NFL, man. A lot of quarterback controversy. So, man, it's, it's definitely a lot on the table, bro. And speaking about the quarterback controversy, that's a perfect segue because Drew Brees looks like he is widely expected to retire after 20 seasons. That's right, 20 seasons. You heard that right. It's pretty crazy how long he's been in the game and the 30 to 20 loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday in the divisional round that looked like that was his last time playing in a football game as you saw cameras caught him walking off the field glancing back at the field one last time and then he spent hours there afterwards 42 years old Jarrell if this 
is indeed the final season for Drew Brees. What do you have to say about his remarkable career? Um, what I have to say is, man, I tip my hat. Um, you know, he's going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Um, respectively, one of the toughest competitors of all time, especially, you know, how he's been able to come back from injury uh, over his career. Um, you know, people doubted him so early on in his uh, his career when, it, you know, when he was with the Chargers and, you know, the uh, the New Orleans Saints gave him an opportunity. He embraced it. They embraced him. They had an opportunity to win a championship. Um, you know, he created a lot of good memories for a lot of uh, for that area. So, you know, I just tip my hat to Drew Brees, man. He, um, you know, regardless of the, the way he uh, kind of ended with the with the mishaps. Um, he's he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Now, you got to play against Drew Brees, especially when you were with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, division rival. What made him so special of a quarterback? Uh, well, really, you know, um, I got to play Drew Brees my rookie year, man, um, to start. And then, you know, I had the opportunity to play against him again in Tampa um, as well as in Buffalo. And when I'm telling you, um, you know, he's just a guy that, uh continuously stays within the moment like he's like the, the moment's never too big for him there's never a throw that he doesn't feel like he can make um the offense rallies around him no, no matter you know who he's throwing the ball to or um you know having in the backfield uh he just he just commands you know excellence out of his offense um you know under drew Brees' tenure i think the new orleans saints is probably um, one of the least sacked offenses uh, over the last decade. You know, they were so uh, instrumental in getting the ball out, you know, within a second or two of that snap. And it's just, you know, it's one of the main reasons why Drew Brees has been able to stay so healthy is because of, uh, you know, the way the offense was built and also the way he was able to, de to deliver the football. You cannot question his leadership, his toughness ability, and then you go all the way back to the point in his career where he had that shoulder injury. They didn't think he was going to be able to play anymore, and he ends up going with the Saints, and Hurricane Katrina comes, and he's just a big force there in New Orleans, giving back to the community, being a figure to give hope to people that were suffering. And so a lot of people in the Louisiana area have given him a lot of respect and credit for the job he's been able to do in his playing career. So not only did he do it on the field, but off the field as well. Of course, when they asked him if this was his final game, he said, and I quote, I'm going to give myself an opportunity to think about the season, think about a lot of things, just like I did last year, and make a decision. That was his response in the post-game presser. But certainly a lot of people think that this is indeed the last we're going to see Drew Brees touch a football field. Well, I don't necessarily think so, man, um, you know, in that regard, because you've got, you know, arguably, you know, two offensive weapons uh, in the prime of their careers. Uh, and I think at the end of the day, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt to uh, have an opportunity to make another run at it. Um, you know, when when I assess that quote from, you know, Drew Brees, I think um, I think that, you know, he is kind to giving a signal to the organization like, hey, man, look, I. I didn't say that this is, you know, this is over for me, but, you know, their their defense is playing well. Their defense is elite. Their offense this year has been subpar, number one, with Michael Thomas having injury, but two, uh, they weren't as efficient pushing the football down the field. Um, you know, Drew Brees' injury, you know, hurt that a little bit, but they still uh, wasn't able to be as explosive in the passing game as they wanted to. 
Um, although Alvin Kamara was doing some amazing things this year, dog, I mean, you know, however many times the, the uniform he was wearing was on, on the way to Canton, uh, I, I don't know. But at the end of the day, man, you know, they have opportunities to build around uh, these explosive pieces. And I think Drew Brees uh, should take the time and see what Sean Payton is going to come back to the table with, man. Because, you know, you get one or two, uh, you know, primetime guys. You know, Jared Cook is is a good, you know, tight end. There's also some other ones out there as well. Um, you know, receivers, possibly uh, young guys. You know, uh, New Orleans has always been able to draft well. So, you know, Drew Brees has to assess the situation in that in that capacity. Well, if he does not return, then that's when it's going to get even more interesting in New Orleans because now they're going to have to figure out who they're going to go with. Taysom Hill, obviously, has been a guy that has gotten a lot of confidence from Sean Payton. And then Jameis Winston is set to become an unrestricted free agent. He was there in New Orleans for this year on a one-year deal. And so apparently he picked up some things from Drew Brees, and they may like his chances to replace Drew Brees. So there's... A couple of scenarios that Sean Payton and the Saints are going to have to look over before Drew Brees officially makes a decision later this offseason. But let's go ahead and turn to the divisional round. I know on the red zone, you and I started our own new IGTV series, and we talked a little bit about the divisional round and some players that stood out to us on both sides of the ball. But the Rams and Packers, Green Bay, won 32-18. It was pretty close early on in the game. The Rams hung around defensively they were looking sturdy and stout but then Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, you look at Alan Lazard, those guys just eventually overwhelmed the Rams and it did not help that Aaron Donald was not fully healthy playing with a rib cartilage fracture. So Green Bay wins that one Jarrell and they made it look pretty easy in the second half. That was quite the win for Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, um, you know, but I'm also a realist. You know, the Rams had a lot of opportunities that they let go. Um, they had an opportunity to make an interception in the, in the back of the end zone, um, you know, in the, I think halfway through the con- contest, and they let that slip away. Um, you know, obviously Aaron Donald um, dealing with those rib, that rib cartilage injury, um, he was back there at Aaron Rodgers, but it was like just inches away. You know, obviously he can get a hand on him, but wasn't able to bring him down. And it was these plays that are unable to, uh, you know, keep the Rams in contention. Because obviously that play that Aaron Donald uh, slips away, man, they complete like a 40-yard pass down the uh, down the middle of the football field. So I think at the end of the day, it's like just these plays um, that have to be made in key moments in order to uh, – uh, give yourself an opportunity to win. Um, the Packers just, you know, they 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 were able to take advantage of the the mishaps of the Rams, and it looked and they look good doing it too, man. And then you got the Ravens and Bills. That was Saturday night. Buffalo won that one, seventeen to three. Browns and Chiefs on Sunday. Kansas City, twenty two seventeen. That was a thriller. And then the Buccaneers and Saints that we were just talking about with Drew Brees, thirty to twenty. Tom Brady in that. Tampa offense finally came alive, Jarrell, and I think the big difference was from the first two games to Sunday's divisional round playoff matchup was the line of scrimmage. Their offensive line, they anchored down. They gave up a myriad of sacks to the New Orleans Saints in those first two losing efforts, but led by Ryan Jensen, their center, they were just more physical, and when you look at what they're able to accomplish on the ground with Leonard Fournette 
getting some positive touches. Ronald Jones had a couple of big runs, and then Brady was hitting them over the middle to Mike Evans, Scotty Miller. I know Antonio Brown was banged up, so he didn't really see much action. So when you look at these other three games that were played throughout Divisional Weekend, did you have any other major takeaways from any of these performances? Uh, I think the biggest takeaway for me is that the momentum factor or uh, the, uh, I guess the third time, the third time's the charm is what has been taken down a lot of these uh, teams in the playoffs. And so like when I'm looking at it right now, you have um, Cleveland who, uh, you know, essentially was beat up on and, you know, they, they didn't give a chance. They didn't have a chance against Pittsburgh and da, 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 da. And it was a momentum thing. They go into Pittsburgh they get a win. All of a sudden, they're on the road against the Chiefs, and they don't have an and they don't capitalize on plays in which they normally do, even with Patrick Mahomes going to the sideline. Then you have uh, you've got the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they go against the Titans in the earlier rounds in the wild card, a team that's been dominated um, dominating them during the regular season. Uh, they have a momentum win as well. They put all their chips on the table. They come back that next week and lay a duck, and so like. You know, right now it's it's the teams that are exuberating all this energy uh, into games that um, I guess during the regular season they they let slip away. Um, you know, i.e. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are next up on the list, man. They could have an opportunity to let one go in Green Bay in at Lambeau um, after exuberating so much energy into uh, such a passionate divisional rivalry in the New Orleans Saints, um, a team that literally wiped them away during the regular season. So. I mean, that was one of my assessments that I noticed. I'm like, a lot of the teams that, uh, you know, lost during the regular season, they got their get back in the playoffs, but they weren't able to stay focused that next week. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty tough challenge, especially in this COVID plague season. A lot of COVID protocols. I can't imagine the amount of mental challenges that these players have had to overcome. I mean, it's already tough enough as it is going through an entire season, the toll on the body, being away from family now with COVID this season. They've had to quarantine and stay away from all sorts of other outside entertainment. And so making it this far, even Drew Brees said it, he's like, a lot of sacrifices more than ever this season, but it has been worth it. And for these teams who are still alive and now playing for the conference championship you better believe that they're like, you know what, all these sacrifices that we put together all the way back to training camp, of course there was a lot of uncertainty about whether the NFL was going to be able to finish out a season because of the amount of COVID outbreaks that were going on. You look at the Titans, they had a big case, the Ravens also as well, the Broncos, the wild, bizarre quarterback situation. So Jarrell, my takeaway is that the fact that the NFL has reached the conference championship weekend of the season amid everything else that has gone on with the COVID-19 pandemic, I think that's a major success. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we haven't had, you know, many outbreaks that uh, gave a team, you know, an edge over another. And that was what the fear was, you know, during the regular season was there going to be a lot of teams that have outbreaks, especially in heavy populated cities. And they were going to, you know, be able to, uh, they were going to miss games due to, you know, star athletes being out. So, we were able to avoid that this year. Um, you know, shout out to the training staff as well as and especially the players and their families uh, for really making the sacrifice and and giving 
uh, guys an opportunity to uh, live out their dreams. All right, so on that note, Drew, let's talk about Championship Sunday. We're going to have the first of two games at 3.05 p.m. Eastern time. Six-seed Buccaneers at the number one Green Bay Packers. The last time these two teams met, Ronald Jones ran wild over the Packers' defense. His two touchdowns in 113 yards propelled Tampa to a 38-10 blowout victory. And remember, Green Bay got off to a fast start in that one, but it was all Tampa after that one. Rodgers against Brady once again. This time, it'll be on the frozen tundra for the NFC title game, Jarrell. What are you looking to see in this matchup? Uh, First and foremost, I'm looking for the Green Bay Packers to unleash Snacks Harrison. They played him a little bit last week. Uh, in their win. And I think, you know, he is going to be one of the key assets to stopping the run. Um, you know, they had an opportunity, the Rams, to to gain some momentum last week in the run game, in the running game. But I think this week, uh, Snacks Harrison is the one that's going to have to, you know, fill the gaps because, you know, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones coming downhill in that frozen weather, it doesn't matter, you know, whether you played there, whether you live there, whether you're visiting. Um, you got these two guys coming downhill, running at you full speed, man. It's it's gonna be a long game. So, I think at the end of the day, if the if the Green Bay Packers defensively hasn't have an opportunity to control the line of scrimmage, uh, I think you know they're good enough in the secondary to be able to compete uh, with the weapons that you know Tampa Bay has. And uh, realistically, you know they have a great pass rush, man. The Smith brothers out there, and let's not you know let's not count out you know Rashad Gary who had an opportunity to have a sack and a half. A week ago as well so i think defensively they have an op- they have a shot well looking at tampa if there's any defense that's set up to beat the packers for a second time in one season it is the buccaneers they were the number one ranked rush defense through the regular season allowing just 81 yards per game and here's another big development jarrell vita vea the big run stuffing nose tackle was designated to return from injured reserve on monday meaning he could play on Sunday against the Packers if he's able to practice well. He suffered a fractured ankle in Week 5 against the Chicago Bears. And so that would be a huge get-back for this Tampa defense and Todd Bowles. Those players have been playing lights out, and we touched a little bit on the red zone on Monday. By the way, if you haven't checked it out, go look at it, IGTV. There's some good stuff there. But... Devin White, we talked about how he's been playing on another level. We saw that interception on Drew Brees on Sunday. So when you have already a linebacking unit with White, with Levante David, and if they're able to get back Vita Vea, I mean, that is going to spell some trouble for the Green Bay Packers when they're trying to get that run game going. Oh, absolutely. When you're looking on paper or regardless of how you looked at the season, uh, Tampa Bay's been elite uh, in their front seven. Where their Achilles heel comes in at uh, is obviously their secondary. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. And the young uh, defensive backs and their communication. Um, you know, White is going to play lights out. We know that he matches up well against the tight ends, the running backs. Uh, he had an opportunity to get his hands on the football last week. Uh, led his team in tackles and was all over the football field. Um, you know, he's been a great compliment to Levante David and already a tremendous pro bowler as well. And I just think that, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they match up tremendously well in their front seven. Um, if they can communicate in the back end uh, it, with this complex uh, Aaron Rodgers offense, um, I think at the end of the day, they have to disguise well. They have to make Aaron Rodgers hold the football and, you know, that will give them opportunities to to uh, make some plays. But if Aaron Rodgers is getting the ball out uh, pretty quickly, their front seven is going to be obsolete because, you know, they're just going to be turning and running to the football, man. And that's what uh, tires you out when you're playing Aaron Rodgers, man. Not only are you trying to get to him uh, and get a sack on a premier quarterback, but the simple fact that he's able to get the ball out so quickly and you're having to turn and run over and over and over again. Then he comes up to you when it's, uh, you know, a, a, a dead ball situation. Then he jumps you offside. He gets you to jump offsides and and things of that nature, man. It's a chess match when you have when you're going up against a guy like that. Uh, so defensively, uh, the 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 Tampa Bay Buccaneers stack up well. They have to stay within the moment, man. They can't get outside themselves. And if they get opportunity to get their hands on Aaron Rodgers, um, a la JPP. Uh, Shaq Barrett, um, you know, and Dominican Sue, any of those guys, if they can uh, generate some juice up front, man, for the, against that front seven and have one of those premier pass rushing days, then Tampa Tampa is going to come in and, and be very dominant in this game. Um, so I, I, I roll with that, man. And Green Bay, remember, they're playing without their all-pro left tackle, David Bakhtiari, who went down before the playoffs began. So look for that as a potential force point for that Buccaneers defense to target and provide some extra loaded pressure on that side of the ball. And you talked about Devontae Adams. One potential remedy for that is Carlton Davis, the corner for Tampa, who's been playing at a very high level. He's a main reason why Michael Thomas went receptionless on four targets on Sunday, and his game has continued to elevate. Bruce Arians had nothing but positive things to say about the performance that Carlton Davis put together. So I'm not going to say he's going to eliminate Devontae Adams because we know that guy is special. His route running ability is probably the best in the NFL. But if you're Tampa, you at least have to feel confident that you have a corner that's playing lights out at this point in the season. 
Well, yeah, you know, obviously I could tip my hat to Carlton Davis, uh, but realistically it comes down to the whole secondary. Uh, their communication over the last couple of weeks has been stellar. We know before, uh, you know, this is a type of uh, defense that they've been running all year. Um, what I've seen uh, against the New Orleans Saints is they were able to keep everything in front of them. They were able to play cover four. They were able to play cover two. They were able to play two man, and they were pressing up at the line of scrimmage and making it very hard for the New Orleans Saints receivers. Now, we all know that Devontae Adams is one of the most elite route runners off the line of scrimmage in the NFL. Uh, very, very rarely does he get pressed at the line of scrimmage. So at the end of the day, man, you're 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 selling out at the line of scrimmage that these guys have an opportunity to jam one of the best receivers in the National Football League. And if you miss that, uh, then Aaron Rodgers is one of the best uh, uh, quarterbacks of all time throwing in that cover two window uh, right over right between the safety and the cornerback. So I think, you know, uh, they have to play it well, man. If they if they're cover four, their cover two doesn't work. If they don't have an opportunity to keep things in front of them um, and they're and they don't and and their technique in their press man, uh, if it's not as good as it was last week, um, then I think that they, they're going to be giving up some big plays over the top. But if they have opportunities to do their thing, bro, then um, like I said before, man, Tampa, Tampa has, a, has a run at it. So now as we get ready to give our picks, we know the weather is going to be frigid in Green Bay. Tom Brady, though, no stranger to playing in cold temperatures as he had that 20-plus year stint in New England. Now let's also bring this up, Jarrell, but if the Buccaneers win and go on to the Super Bowl, they're going to have home field advantage because the Super Bowl is going to be played at Raymond James Stadium. So that is of significance for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and would be quite the treat for them and Tom Brady. So you know they're going to have an extra motivation to be hosts of Super Bowl 55. So now that you understand that, Jarrell, we've talked about some of the key matchups in this game. Who are you going to pick to win the game? Man, boy, I've been thinking about this for so long. Um, you know, what's ironically funny is I had an opportunity to play for all four of these teams that are competing in the conference championship, bro. So it's like I've been sitting at home like, man, who am I rooting for? Who am I going to, you know, choose? Um, you know, but for me, I'm going to go with my first love in this one, man. I'm going to go with the Packers. Um, I'm going to go with them on a, on a game-winning field goal. Uh, I just think, you know, this is going to be a, a tightly contested game. Um, I think it's going to have to come down to Aaron Rodgers going up against this elite defense uh, to give his uh, team an opportunity to win because we all know that Tom Brady is going to give the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers an opportunity uh, late in the football game, um, whether, it's, whether it's Gronk, Scotty Miller down the scene, what have you. Uh, it's going to be one of those guys uh, coming up with a big play for Tampa. I just think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau uh, game-winning drive in order to get Mason Crosby in there for the game-winning field goal. I remember I saw that you posted that on your Instagram saying that you played for all four teams in the championship weekend. That was pretty funny. I got a kick out of that, and it's pretty rare for a player that can say that at championship weekend. But you know what, Jarrell? I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a tough game to call, bro, because as you've been saying, both teams have a lot of strengths. They have a lot on the table. They're both playing at the highest level at this point in the season, which is a testament to the coaching. Bruce Arians for Tampa and Matt LaFleur for Green Bay. 
but I do like Tampa's front seven to have themselves a productive afternoon at Lambeau. I know the weather is obviously going to play in favor of the home team, and now that they're allowing some fans there, it makes a difference. Although they're not a whole lot, maybe six, 7,000 fans. Well, you can certainly hear on the broadcast, those fans are loud. So Green Bay does have a form of home field advantage, but Tom Brady, I have a hard time picking against him. He seems like he's found his rhythm on offense. The chemistry that he's starting to develop with Mike Evans, Godwin, Cameron Brate, the tight end as well. And then again, their ability to run the football with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones can allow them to win the time possession over Green Bay. And so for those reasons, I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this game 31-27 to and what should be a thriller. Yeah, I like your pick, bro. Um, I like it, but I'm going to still roll in favor of the Green Bay Packers, man. Um, I'm going to give it – this is what I'm going to give it, man. I'm going to give it a score of uh, 34-33, to bro. Going to give it that score, thirty four to thirty three, man. Um, and I and I think at the end of the day, man, the Packers are going to have an opportunity to bring uh, bring home uh, the NFC Championship game, uh, trophy. So I'm going to go with the Packers. Um, man, this is a tough one, bro. I'm telling you, dog. I it's know. Like the, it's really, it's really the the. It's really obviously the X factor is Green Bay Packers LBs versus the Tampa's running backs. Uh, it's like, man, I know my guy JPP over there is, is itching for this one. Um, he's had a lot of success against Aaron Rodgers before. That's what's really got me on the fence, bro, because a guy – like a lot of them, you know, haven't played against Aaron. Um, you know, Sue has, PPP, JPP has, but, you know, so those are the guys that I know are going to be ready to go. Um, it's those other guys, man, in these tight situations that I'm kind of iffy about. So that's why I'm going to go in favor of the pack. Oh, yeah, Sue is the X Factor. Let's not forget what happened. Those guys have a history when Sue was with the Lions, and we had all those type of controversies. Sue loves to get in Aaron Rodgers' head, and he did that in their first meeting earlier this season, constantly talking Aaron Rodgers throughout the entire course of the game. That's another underrated storyline that I'm looking forward to seeing, how Indomitian Sue is one of my favorite players, played in Nebraska. It's awesome to watch him try to get into Aaron Rodgers' head a little bit, make him feel him, put him on the ground a couple of times. So that's going to be fun to watch, but... Jarrell, let's go ahead and look at this Bills-Chiefs AFC Championship game. And man, this is just another game that is going to be too close to call because Buffalo, you could argue, is the hottest team in football with the momentum they've carried from the regular season. And then Kansas City, now you have to worry about Patrick Mahomes, who, by the way, word on the street is that He's not actually in concussion protocol because of a head injury. He had a nerve in his neck that I guess was aggravated when he got brought down by Mac Wilson. You notice on the play, he brought him down by his neck. And so a nerve, I think, was pinched. And that's what created him to get up all wobbly. So that was the prognosis that was given yesterday by a team doctor. So... There is optimism that Mahomes is going to be ready to play on Sunday, and I would bet house money that he is indeed going to be out there. So there's some storylines to keep an eye on between the Bills and Chiefs. But Jarrell, two more teams that you've played for, 
Let's talk about this matchup. What do you want to see from both of these teams? Oh, man. Well, you know, I want to see both of them have a running presence. Uh, you know, obviously, both of them are kind of averaging around 16, 17 yards. I mean, 17 attempts uh, over the last uh, few weeks. And so I think, you know, I would love to see more running attempts. Obviously, I know I'm not going to get that. But I'm excited to see both these quarterbacks duel it out. You know, obviously, you're going to bet your house money on Patrick Mahomes coming out there. Um, you know, in, at at this point in the season, late in the season, everybody's going to put their bodies on the line to be out there. They're going to put, you know, the pain to the side. Um, you know, nerve pain is not something you can just put to the side, bro. But I think at the end of the day, you know, he's going to come out there and compete. Uh, will he be effective? Uh, will Andy Reid rely on their running game a little bit more? That will be, uh, that remains to be seen. So I'm going to – I like the Buffalo Bills. I like their secondary. I like the communication they've had over the last – a uh, few weeks, uh, like I said, um, you know, having that rookie in, uh, inserted into their lineup, um, you know, Johnson, uh, it's it's been it's giving it's given um, all of those guys an opportunity to go back to their original uh, positions on the field, uh, not having to travel if need be, and uh, realistically just shut down their half of the football field, in which they've been effective at over the last uh, few weeks. So the Buffalo Bills, uh, they they look to have the the biggest momentum of the season right now. Well, these two teams did meet in week six, Jarrell. That's when Kansas City won that game 26-17 back in October. That game was played in Buffalo, and Kansas City racked up 245 yards on the ground. Of course, Clyde Edwards-Alaire had 161 of those rushing yards, and he's a player that could also be returning for Kansas City on Sunday. He's been out with those ankle and hip injuries, if Kansas City is able to get Clyde Edwards-Alaire back, that is also going to give them a boost offensively. But, Jarrell, I actually like Kansas City in this game. I know there's a lot of uncertainty around Patrick Mahomes and his status, and I was calling the color cast game with Robert Turbin on Sunday, and I kept on saying, well, you know what? This Kansas City defense, once again, is going to have to step up and win this game because without Mahomes in there, they had all the pressure to stop Cleveland. And you know what? They rose to the occasion. Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones, and Frank Clark, all three of those guys were pivotal parts in them coming through. And so I trust Steve Spagnolo and this Kansas City defense to come up with a good game plan to slow down Brian DeBall and this Bills offense. If I'm Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm feeling confident that again, we're going to be at Arrowhead, we're going to have those fans behind us, and I just cannot pick against the Kansas City Chiefs based on the weapons they have offensively with Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, and then, of course, if they're able to get Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I mean, obviously, you know, the cabinet's full with the Kansas City Chiefs and the weapons that they have, bro. Like, you know, it's it's definitely uh, something that, you know, you everybody drools about, but I just think at the end of the day, man, a pinch nerve, um, you know he's not going to practice for the first couple weeks. He's not going to be out there throwing the football. So it's really only going to be like a couple short things uh, for Patrick Mahomes this week. It's going to be more mental than it is physical for a guy like that. With that being said, coming back to the table, going up against a defense that's been able to uh, affect the pass, uh, affect the passer like the Buffalo Bills have over the last couple weeks, um, especially uh, what they were able to do against, you know, Lamar Jackson last week, who's actually a lot more mobile than uh, Patrick Mahomes. So 
I mean, it, it, it's going to come down to whether or not he's going to be able to withstand the hits because I think the Bills are definitely going to get hits on him. Uh, and really, it's going to come down to if the Buffalo Bills, I hope, I, I really hope that they don't, but I, the Buffalo Bills repeating what they went through uh, earlier in this season when they just let, you know, uh, Clyde Edwards or Lair just, just run all over the place because really for me, that's just not an interesting game, um, you know, uh, as a, just as a spectator, uh, not really as a Bills uh, fan or anything like that, just as a spectator, just watching a guy run the whole game like that in the playoffs, not interesting to me. So I would definitely love to see a, a very high score competitive game. Well, on that note, let's give our game predictions. I have Kansas City winning 27-24. Let's go with the game-winning field goal, Harrison Butker. Another game I anticipate to be close throughout the entire course of the afternoon. But again, I cannot pick against Pat Mahomes as long as he's able to get out there on the field. Eric Bieniemy, Andy Reid, they're going to brew something offensively. Even if Mahomes isn't 100%. You know they're going to scheme up some quick plays, quick hitters to get the ball out to their playmakers. And then defensively, I like the way they're playing. Tyron Matthew, look for him to have another busy day. And I think Kansas City will punch its ticket to get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, the the Kansas City Chiefs definitely uh, pose a threat. Um, you know, for me, it's going to, you know, it always going to come down to, you know, how Patrick Mahomes starts, um, what, he, what he feels like when he's out there on the football field. Uh, you know, and with that being said, man, I'm going to roll in favor of the Bills, bro. I'm going to roll in favor of the, of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you know, with Kansas City having all the firepower that they have, I just think that uh, Sean McDermott, uh, his message, uh, the way Le- Leslie Frazier has uh, the secondary operating, the communication, uh, and realistically the way their defensive line has been able to affect the passer, I just believe the Buffalo Bills defense, uh, they make a statement in this game against a high-powered offense. And um, and the Buffalo Bills have an opportunity to come up late with a win. So I'm going to go in favor of the Bills, uh, 31 to 27. All right. Well, there you have it. So we got two different picks here. I have a projected Super Bowl 55 of Tampa Bay and Kansas City. Jarrell is saying Green Bay, Buffalo Super Bowl. Regardless of what happens, they're going to be great matchups. Can't wait to watch them. And that's what covers today's episode. Previewing the games. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. And same to you, Jarrell. Appreciate it, man. It's always fun talking about these matchups in depth, especially with a player that has played on every single team that's left in the Final Four. Brother, take care. Have a blessed week. And we'll be right back here next week. Man, absolutely, man. So excited. Um, it's championship weekend, man. So let's see what these guys got. Very excited, man. See you next week. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.